WSJM News Now. This is the 5 o'clock News Block on News Talk Sports 94.9 WSJM. Brought to you by the Town Crier Wire. In the newsroom, I'm Andrew Green. The Michigan Public Service Commission is weighing penalties for DTE Energy and Consumers Energy after repeated power outages this summer. Leaders are also asking for public comment on those potential penalties. Commissioner Catherine Paratic says she's been dealing with the outages herself and understands people's frustration. It's tough. Absolutely. This is a this is really hard when you lose electric service. And you're, you're right. It has happened to me um, over the last year. I lost it for about three days. And gosh, you really realize how dependent we are on on electricity. The commission's taking public comment until September 22nd. A proposal also under consideration would penalize the companies if customers experience four or more outages a week a year. Congressman Bill Heisinger has sent a letter to Governor Gretchen Whitmer calling on her to seek an exemption for Allegan, Berrien, and Muskegon counties from EPA rules on air quality that he says could harm the local economy. Heisinger says the EPA this fall reclassified Berrien, parts of Allegan, and parts of Muskegon counties from marginal to moderate after they were determined to have not attained the 2015 Ozone National Ambient Air Quality Standards. As a result, Michigan is required to revise its own rules to bring those counties back into attainment. Heisinger says affected areas will now be subject to stricter requirements like control technology on emission sources. He and other members of Michigan's congressional delegation say the three counties only show high smog levels because of pollution that drifts into the area from Chicago. He was joined by Representatives Molinar, Schulten, and Wahlberg sending a letter to Whitmer asking her to do everything in her power to exempt the specified counties. The city of St. Joseph is going to be adding some ADA-compliant parking spaces along the bluff downtown. At a meeting this week, Public Works Director Greg Grodhouse told commissioners the spaces would be on the west side of Lake Boulevard to provide access to Lake Bluff Park. There's currently no ADA parking there, and Grodhouse said it's needed. Some will point out that we've had some handicapped parking across the street. Yes, but that does, would not apply to Lake Bluff Park because now your slope or the crown of the road becomes a, a barrier. The project he proposed would create four ADA-compliance spaces. There would be one on the south side of Ship Street, one on the south side of Pleasant Street, one on the north side of Elm Street, and a parallel space with a loading area across from Market Street. Commissioners approved the project at a cost of $63,000. Grodhouse said they aim to have the new spaces in before a Lake Boulevard resurfacing project next year. Congressman Tim Wahlberg says he's disturbed by reports that a consultant for the state wrote an email about the Benton Harbor water crisis partly in Greek to avoid having the message collected by the media. Fox News reported this week, a former Michigan Department of Environment, Great Lakes and Energy consultant Andrew Leavitt used Greek letters in the message so that records searches wouldn't find the needed keywords. Wahlberg says that doesn't look good for the governor. If true, this is a jaw-dropping case of hypocrisy for Whitmer, who has boasted of her, and I quote, incredible amount of transparency, yet hid communication in a situation reminiscent of Flint. The email was sent to Whitmer's senior energy advisor. It compared the Benton Harbor situation to Flint's water crisis. It was found as part of discovery for a lawsuit filed over the Benton Harbor water crisis. Wahlberg says if there are more coded messages in the case, they should be released. The United Way of Southwest Michigan is now taking registrations for the next Rake a Difference event. 
United Way spokesperson Jennifer Tomshack tells us rake a difference is held each fall to help seniors in Barry and Cass and Van Buren counties prepare for the winter. Hundreds of area volunteers working as teams will help seniors in southwest Michigan rake and bag leaves and clean gutters as part of United Way's 13th annual Rake a Difference event. Tomshack says they had more than 1,200 volunteers last year helping more than 300 seniors. They especially need volunteers who can help out in southern Berrien County, rural Van Buren County, and all of Cass County. She says their efforts help a great deal. It makes an enormous difference to the seniors we help. Before winter hits, raking your leaves and cleaning out your gutters is such an important step to making sure that spring snow melt doesn't cause water damage to your home or lawn. And many area seniors try to do this work on their own, putting themselves at risk for falls or other injuries. And we don't want that to happen. Registrations for volunteers are being taken now and through October 13th. Seniors can also register to get some help by September 30th. The actual Rake a Difference Day will be November 9th. Tom Shack says businesses often sign up to take part as a team-building exercise for employees. You can find out more at the United Way of Southwest Michigan's website. A Bangor man is dead following a fiery crash in Arlington Township yesterday. The Van Buren County Sheriff's Department says it happened in the 52,000 block of M43 shortly before 2.30 a.m., Deputies arrived to find the vehicle on fire. They determined the vehicle had been westbound when it left the road and hit several trees. The vehicle broke apart and caught fire. The 21-year-old Bangor man was ejected from the vehicle and killed. It's believed that speed was a factor in the crash, which remains under investigation. AAA of Michigan is activating its Tow-to-Go program for the Labor Day weekend. Spokesperson Adrian Woodland tells us Tow-to-Go will offer a free tow to someone who has had alcohol and shouldn't be driving. So the way the program works is AAA dispatches a tow truck to transport the driver and vehicle to a safe location within a 10-mile radius. Tow-to-Go has been around for 25 years now, having removed more than 25,000 drunks from the road. Woodland says it should always be viewed as a last resort and that those who plan the party should also plan for a ride home. Nevertheless, tow-to-go will be available from 6 p.m. today to 6 a.m. Tuesday. It can be reached by calling 855-2-TOW-TO-GO. And with the summer travel season coming to an end this weekend, many Michiganders will be heading to hot spots like Traverse City or Mackinac Island. But Nick Nairbin with Travel Michigan says one of the busiest travel destinations in the state is actually Detroit. Sports draw a lot of folks, but also the great culture and entertainment here. You know, the history of Motown and so much history and architecture here in in Detroit that there's a a ton of opportunities to enjoy the culinary scene. It's a big draw year round, but especially in the fall when cooler temperatures, it's nice to be outside for events taking place like the, the Labor Day Jazz Festival in Detroit. So many opportunities in the Motor City. He says that if you're feeling adventurous, you can head up north to take part in the annual Mackinac Bridge Walk on Labor Day, the only time of year when you can actually walk the five-mile span connecting the two peninsulas. WSJM News now continues with your Bloomberg report. WSJM News now continues, brought to you by Imperial Furniture and Wajak, where furniture shopping is fun. 
The Biden administration today announced a new rule on nursing homes and federal funding. ABC's Karen Travers has more. Nursing homes that accept Medicare and Medicaid must now follow new federally mandated staffing levels if they want to keep receiving taxpayer money. Under this new plan from the Biden administration, a registered nurse must be on site at all times and spend a minimum of 0.55 hours of care per resident a day, about 33 minutes. A nursing aide would need to provide another 2.45 hours of care to each resident. This is an unprecedented to move by the federal government, one aimed at improving care at an estimated 15,000 care centers. Karen Travers, ABC News, the White House. Some populated areas of Maui are looking at months or even years before their water systems are fully and safely restored following the wildfires that devastated the island last month. Islanders can look to recent fires in California and Colorado for clues on how long it can take to make a public water service safe again after severe fire. In Paradise, California, the town is still replacing service lines and some water mains five years later after the campfire. On Maui, the first water quality tests have come back within safety levels, but much more extensive training and testing remains, including in most of Lahaina, the historic city nearly destroyed by the fire. Meanwhile, there's been a warning today from the country's most populated state for those who want to give money for the wildfire relief effort on Maui. More from ABC's Alex Stone. California's Attorney General is out with a warning that criminals are using the Maui wildfires to steal money through fake charities and online crowdfunding. The AG says some attempts to raise money are even well-intentioned, but online crowdfunding pages that are formed quickly may lack the experience or staff needed to appropriately deal with the funds that come in. Before donating any money for the wildfire relief, the state says check the registration status to make sure it's a real charity. Give to known organizations you trust. Don't trust or be pressured by telemarketers who contact you and understand the difference between tax-exempt and tax-deductible. Alex Stone, EBC News. In the final hours before Hurricane Adalia struck Florida, experts say its eye experienced the phenomena that kept it from further intensifying. And just after came another twist, a last-minute turn sparing the state's capital of Tallahassee from far more serious devastation. Adalia had grown into a Category 4 monster lurking off Florida's west coast before dawn Wednesday, and the forecast called for it to continue intensifying up until landfall. But as the sun rose an hour later, there was evidence the hurricane started replacing the wall around its eye, and maximum winds had dropped to near 125 miles an hour. A better-than-expected jobs report was released today. The Labor Department saying the U.S. economy added 187,000 jobs last month, while the unemployment rate rose to 3.8 percent. Here's ABC's Andrew Dimbert. The August jobs report shows the economy added 187,000 jobs. That's around the same as the July report, but still slightly higher than what was expected. The unemployment rate, meanwhile, rose to 3.8%. Some contributing factors to a cooling job market include the nationwide strikes like Hollywood writers and actors who walked off the job and onto the picket line, reducing employment by some 16,000 jobs. Again, this report slightly higher than what was expected but it shows that the job market is cooling. Takiya Young's family wants the police officer who fatally shot the pregnant black woman to be charged. Young's relatives released a statement through their lawyer today after viewing police body cam video of the August 24th shooting. The footage shows an officer at the driver's side window telling Young she's been accused of theft and repeatedly demanding she get out of the car. A second officer is standing in front of the car. Young protests and the first officer repeats his demand. Young then turns the steering wheel to her right, and the car moves toward the officer standing in front of it who fires his guns with the windshield. There are some major changes in Florida Governor Ron DeSantis' super PAC that may indicate where his campaign thinks they can be the most successful. That's especially as he still lags in the polls in a distant second from Donald Trump. 
Here's ABC's Brittany Shepard. The super PAC backing Florida Governor Ron DeSantis' presidential campaign has shut down its door-knocking operations in critical swing state Nevada and delegate-rich California. The group, called Never Back Down, is instead moving resources to the first three states in the GOP nominating process, Iowa, New Hampshire, and South Carolina. Both California and Nevada have made changes to their own nominating contests recently that critics say give an edge to former President Donald Trump. Brittany Shepard, ABC News, Washington. A former Proud Boys member who smashed the U.S. Capitol window in the building's first breach on January 6, 2021, has been sentenced to 10 years in prison before walking out of the courtroom declaring Trump won. The sentence Dominic Pizzola received today is the latest handed down after the far-right extremist group's leaders were convicted of spearheading an attack aimed at keeping Trump in power after the Republican lost the 2020 presidential election. Pozzola took a police officer's riot shield and used it to smash the window, allowing rioters to breach the Capitol. Defense attorneys wanted a five-year sentence for the Rochester, New York resident. And far past the pandemic lows, U.S. air travel has rebounded, and it's now breaking records. More from Dave Packer. At busy O'Hare International Airport, Transportation Secretary Pete Buttigieg says Chicago isn't the only city experiencing unprecedented passenger traffic. This weekend is capping what TSA reports is the busiest summer travel period on record. The most air travel passengers that have been screened by TSA in American history. And cancellations are down. Not only are we seeing the system rebound from the worst effects of COVID, uh, but we're seeing things come uh, more in line with what we would have regarded as normal. Dave Packer, ABC News. WSJM News Now continues with your weather forecast.